0: Alcohol abuse in the workplace may be found to be a dismissible offence, although this can be viewed to be an individual's problem, it can also affect an employee's performance resulting in absenteeism, accidents, illness and mortality, all of which could add to the employer's cost. Tonight, we are joined by Labor Analyst Bugani Mgoma to speak on this. Welcome, Bugani. Uh, Thanks
1: for having me on your program.
2: Yeah. Now, Bugani, this is an extremely important topic. And I think the first question that I'd like to ask you is how does substance abuse ultimately affect um, the workplace? And, and and can this obviously be calculated in monetary terms in terms of what that cost could possibly be?
1: Um, I think the first part of it, because it's alcoholic abuse, uh, it's not your normal you know, consumption of alcohol. Because remember, alcohol is allowable. Uh, to be consumed at at a reasonable rate. Yeah. Once it is alcoholic abuse and you are in the workplace the first issue that that becomes a problem for the employer is the absenteeism. Because yes. it basically means that the chances of an employee not being at work uh, are higher as a result of alcohol abuse. Mm. Now operationally that means that the employer will not be able to rely Uh, on the presence of an employee, and that in itself will affect the operation of the organization. It also has an impact on the other employees, the core employees. If, for example, the employer is not doing anything about it, because if it becomes a sickness, then it is the responsibility of the employer to assist the employee uh, in terms of what they call wellness programs. Mm -hmm. But the employee himself or herself must first admit Uh, that he or she has a problem with alcohol. And then what it means that the employer would then have to find some programs in which the employee can be um, uh, assisted. And if that helps, then it basically means that the employee is rehabilitated and goes back to work. However, if interventions like uh, rehabilitative interventions do not work, then the employer has no option but to actually Uh, subject such employee to normal uh, disciplinary inquiries, which might eventually lead to the employee uh, being dismissed, either on the basis of misconduct in the event that the employee came to work drunk, or alternatively on the basis of illness. If, for example, the employee uh, is no longer that he came to work drunk, but it is so much in his bloodstream that, um, you know, it's it's a disease. Now, obviously, it's far easier to dismiss an employee for misconduct as opposed to a disease. So the employer will have to be a little bit more careful Mm. in how they handle an employee who is suffering from uh, alcoholism as opposed to an employee who comes to work on Monday drunk, and then on Tuesday he's not drunk until the end of Friday is not drunk. It's just that he might have overdrunk uh, uh, a weekend before. <laughs> so you, you treat it differently from a sickness point of view. But it has a direct cost implication from an operation point of view because one person is no longer available, mm-hmm. so other employees then will have to... Pick up you know the task of that particular employee, and that might create unhappiness and dissatisfaction when some employees now need to do more than their normal duties and that creates tension between those uh, employees who are now supposed to pick work up and the employee who um, is seen to be uh, not recovering from from an alcoholic abuse mm-hmm. so it, it, is a, it is a major issue and employers. But the, the difficulty with employers is that uh, when you go to the CCMA and you have dismissed an employee on the basis of uh, uh, alcoholism, which is more of a sickness mm. than, 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 than being drunk, you know, then it, it's an uphill battle for the, battery from the employer because he will be asked as to what is it that you do to assist the employee. So even those employees who abuse alcohol, uh, the employer needs to determine as to whether it is not just a once-off drunkenness yeah. or it is just a normal alcoholic problem, which then fits into what we call and
0: alcohol abuse. Mm. Now, Bugani, you obviously mentioned that um, for those who are already then abusing alcohol, there are wellness programs that the employer can avail to these employees. But what about an employer, or should I say, what measures can an employer put in place to assist in the prevention and possibly the control of alcohol abuse?
1: I think we, it will be more educational because remember mm. the wellness program the employer needs to put in place, it it needs to have what we call preventative and rehabilitative uh, interventions. Mm. So the rehabilitative intervention is almost like the, the train has passed the station, so the employer needs to deal with the fact that he did not provide the preventative measures. So at a, at a, at a starting point for any employer is to create awareness around the issue of alcohol, The same way as the issue of um, smoking, you know. Mm. So employers need to have programs which will then... Those employees who want, for example, to quit smoking or who want to quit alcohol um, need to be able to uh, be assisted by the employer. So that basically means programs. You know, Mm -hmm. you will have uh, like anti alcohol week in in a calendar of a year, then maybe they should do some activities around that. And also doing surveys to find out as to whether employees have difficulties uh, with alcohol abuse. If you find that, uh, yes there are employees then you could then have targeted interventions in order to make sure that you deal with it before it becomes a problem which then means that the employer needs to take more uh, stringent step against the employee so the preventative part is more creating awareness mm-hmm. around the dangers of alcohol abuse because then you say to the employee well uh, we can be able to assist you but you do- you can do it this far. Uh, after that, we have no option but to make sure that uh, um, we protect the business, the image of the business, and also the morale of other employees, because we don't want a situation where other employees believe that because other people are abusing alcohol, then, you know, Suddenly fall on their laps mm. for them to complete, and that actually overburdens them. So, you may create a situation where you're trying to assist an employee who's alcoholic or abusing alcohol, but at the same time, you need to look at what is the impact of that assistance if it is continued for a long time on those employees who are not having the same problem. Because the, the morale, you still want the morale for even those employees who are prepared to assist but it cannot be Mm. a permanent feature uh, that they will pick up the responsibility for those who are abusing alcohol.
0: It is taking care of business on Rise FM as we discuss alcohol abuse in the workplace with labour analyst Bugani Mgoma. Now Bugani, how does then an organisation go about developing an alcohol policy for the workplace and is there certain information or procedures that would need to be included in such a document?
1: Yeah, I think obviously there will be two aspects. The first one will be that broad framework in terms of uh, uh, alcohol policies. What happens if you have a problem? Yeah. And then the part, the other part is procedure part. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the event that you have this, this is the first person that you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. You your, the employee supervisor is the last person to talk to when an employee has, a, has an alcohol problem because he's, he's less likely to listen to that. So that's why then you have what we call wellness managers, you mm-hmm. know, where employees can be able to go there and that these people are trained to be able to, to keep confidentiality of information. And so employees can be able to go there. But some employers, what they do is that instead of, of having a, an in-house wellness program, um, just to make sure that they pro- protect confidentiality. They have what we call an external wellness program mm-hmm. where the employee will then go there and attend programs. Obviously, the supervisor will have to be aware because he or she needs to, uh, to be aware as to where the employee is. What about you know the two hours that the employee is taking every week to attend the wellness program? But it depends. You know, Some employers believe that you need to have the in-house in terms of the procedure and the processes. Others believe that, no, you need to take it outside so that you can then protect the employee. So there's a policy part of it, but there's also a procedure part of it. But the last part is consequence management, which mm. means that in the event that everything else fails, then the employee needs to be aware that the consequences are dire, which may even include demotion uh, If it begins to impact on his or her performance, it might include demotion even dismissal obviously that would be um, the the most extreme you know an employer can do but the employer even at the ccma will have to show that they actually assisted the employee who are facing alcohol abuse
2: Mm -hmm. now you know it becomes very difficult this thing and i know and maybe for you as well it might be difficult to be able to answer this question um you know but i mean how it, it, let's say you, you I mean you're in an entity and, and, and you're in an organization. I mean how how difficult is it to be able to identify that an employee does in fact have an alcohol problem? And 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 and, and obviously I think you partly answered this before. What remedial you know steps can be implemented uh, firstly, you know, because you'd like to think that you can assist a person um to be able to assist that particular individual who might have this particular alcohol problem as well within the workplace.
1: I think the first part is is, um, is policy development. Yeah. You need to have a policy in place uh, which then begins to set out exactly. Um, what are the objectives of the policy? You might find that the objective of the policy is not necessarily to get to people to quit alcohol, yeah. but is to know the dangers of alcohol and also the possible impact on their performance and also on their social being because remember if if, if it affects you at a social level, the likelihood is that it is going to impact on your uh, workplace um, uh, relationship. So what the employer then does is to be able to develop this policy. And and within that policy he then puts measures that assist the employee. And that's how you, you, you identify but also confidentiality is very key. Yeah. That's why I was saying part of the once you have put the policy in place and then part of the measures to assist the employee will then include this program, what they call wellness program. Either the employer makes it in house or he actually externalize it. Uh, for confidentiality purposes but identifying an employee uh, if you externalize the the intervention uh, it it might be easier for for employees to relate with an outsider mm-hmm. um, because they know that confidentiality is more protected than an employee who is within the organization because you start having corridor talk about uh, you know, this employee having an alcohol problem is abusing his partner, which is what happened at all, at home, but it starts becoming discussed uh, in the corridor. So the confidentiality of the employee is not respected. So it is important then that when the employer has put up a policy, and even in that policy, it needs to be indicated that should you fail to avail yourself if you believe that you have these problems then you cannot be able to, at a later stage where the employer takes action against you to use alcohol abuse as a defense. Mm-hmm. That uh, Because then the employer said, well, but our policy is very clear. We said people need to be able to voluntarily uh, come, or even if they are not wanting to do it within the workplace, he is uh, um, uh, an, an organization external that we are paying yeah. uh, to assist our employees. And you did not avail yourself and you, I mean now there's a disciplinary uh, inquiry then you start saying well I did not know then the employer says, well but the policy was well advertised, you've got um, you know uh, diagrams in, in corridors in canteens where you're creating this awareness and the dangers of alcohol. So I think you need to create an environment within an em- as an employer yeah. that will make sure that it keeps reminding employees that alcohol abuse is a danger too, it might also lead to you losing your job.
2: Yeah. Now. You know, obviously, I mean, you, I think you've touched on on the fact that the major consequence is the fact that a person can lose their job as well. Um, but I mean, if you look at it, what kind of disciplinary procedures would be available to a potential employer in, in such a situation? Um, and and from our labor laws, would that be allowed, Bugani, um, um, to or justified for you to be able to get rid of an employee that has been found in transgression um, of, of 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 those particular um, um, policies?
1: Yeah, as I said, I mean, there will be two categories. Um, the first one will be a misconduct, which means that in terms of the law, an employee is entitled to dismiss an employee on the basis of misconduct. Yeah. Now, a misconduct one, well, that relates to alcohol, is very easy and simple because what normally do happen is that some employers will, for example, have a breathalyzer test. Yes. Yeah. Then an employee came on Monday or a day after payday or a day after a holiday, and the employee is drunk. Then the breathalyzer test picks that one up. The employee stopped. He goes home, he's giving two days, but then following uh, the next three days, then he need to come and attend the disciplinary inquiry. In that instance, you came to work drunk, so you're going to be charged for misconduct. It's not the issue of it being a disease to you. It's just that you came, you know that you're not supposed to come to work drunk, but you came to work drunk. But then you have a second category, which you now we call alcoholism, which then becomes a disease. So it cannot be treated. As a misconduct, you know, uh, it's a person that you know uh, that this person used to perform, you know, but for some reason lately, you know, the person is not coming at work in time, he's not completing his task, and you can even see uh, the behavior that it has changed. But but the employee is not wrong, you know, he passes the the test, you know, uh, in that you know the limit uh, that 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 is there, he passes it, but you can see that this employee is really not the same employee that he or she used to be maybe a, a month ago. Then you pick up that it is more the issue of a disease as opposed to a once of misconduct. It's almost like he's drunk, yeah. uh, but you yeah. might find that he is not drunk. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't drink mm-hmm. today, but he looks drunk and he behaves drunk because the, the, the alcohol is in the blood system. So when it is now a disease. Yeah, now a disease. Now, once it is that case, then it becomes doubly difficult for the employer to treat the employee the same way as the person that was picked up by the breathalyzer on Monday because he overdrank a weekend before. So in that instance, there is more elaborate process that the employer must follow. The first one being the question that the CCMA will ask what measures or programs did you implement to assist the employee? Because it is clear that this is sickness. Mm. Now as an employer, you need to say, "Well this is what you ha- we have in an in, in, in in-house program wellness program or external well- wellness program. An employee is given an hour a per week to be able to consult, and he did not do that. And the employee actually denied that he has got a problem. So on those basis, then the employer would then say, well, I've done everything that I could do as an em- reasonably do as an employer, and uh, there's no way that I'm gonna take this employee back because it affects my, my operation. So yeah. basically what it means is that uh, um, you could be dismissed or fired mm-hmm. on the basis of either it is a misconduct or it is a disease. It's just that when it is a disease, it's- the employer must yeah. climb mount everest yeah. whereas when it is a misconduct the employer must climb kilimanjaro that so is you can see the difference between the two
2: yeah that is a perfect characterization of that uh, but bugani i want to say thank you so much for joining us this evening i think the information that you've given us has obviously um, given us a lot to ponder, especially um, around this particular um, issue which is extremely important and i think a lot of uh employers would appreciate it please sir enjoy the rest of your evening thanks a lot
0: And that was labor analyst Buganim Goma on alcohol abuse in the workplace. You are listening to Taking Care of Business on Rise of Fame.